Warning, this podcast contains strong language and touches on a multitude of topics that might be considered inappropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you as a result of your decision. You have been warned. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and touches on a multitude of topics that might be considered inappropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you as a result of your decision. You have been warned. Warning. This podcast contains strong language and touches on a multitude of topics that might be considered inappropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you as a result of your decision. You have been warned. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on a multitude of topics that may be considered inappropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for the results of your decision. You have been warned. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for the results of your decision. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and touches on a multitude of topics that might be considered inappropriate for work. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you as a result of your decision. You have been warned. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and may touch on topics that are not considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for the results of your decision. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and may touch on topics that are not considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen without headphones, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. Warning. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned.
spoilers, people. That's something that you've seen a lot in the past couple of days, because there's spoilers, spoilers everywhere. Yeah, and at least one of us in this podcast doesn't give a fuck about them. Um, I don't care about spoilers. Things cannot be spoiled for me because I know how they're going to go, because there are only three plots. And everything is by tropes, so it's yeah. everything is already spoiled forever. So everybody, calm down. I also personally don't care about spoilers. However, I know that people have sensitivities, but even I draw the line after a couple of I don't know weeks between something showing up, uh, because. While we all have an opinion on spoilers, we all also have an X chromosome. Yes, we all also have that. Which is super important, because without at least one, you die. Well, you don't even get to the... You don't even get to the starting line. So, you said you had stuff, and we have some business to get through. Well, the first stuff is, my name is Bill, and this is my podcast partner, Noelle. Yeah, if you don't know who we are by now, you're new to the show, welcome! You've picked a good episode. First start of business, we want you to go through and like, subscribe, review, rate, whatever you do on your podcasting platform. It's Mm -hmm. important for the sake of the podcast. It helps with algorithms and all that stuff that will help us hopefully get sponsors to the podcast. Yeah, the more sponsors we get, the more research we can do and the more eloquent our uh, storytelling gets. Um, I want to welcome to the podcast staff, Brian Grimes. Um, he has been with our podcast and live shows under the guise of night. Um, he's going to be helping out with adding more rage to our Facebook because he supplies us with all the good rage. Yeah, it was just easier to add him to the social media team. Um, everybody say hi to him. You'll notice he's tagging things he shares for us because he's got a lot more time than Bill and I do. Uh, we'll still be the ones reading your emails, so you don't have to worry about it if you tell us a story. It's just us. Um, unless you give us permission to share it with the world, and then everyone will know. And that email is write us at xchromosomepodcast.com That is write us at xchromosomepodcast.com Yes. Uh, we also have a website where this email address is listed which is xchromosomepodcast.com I will occasionally write stuff there on top of putting major podcast news up and available we also have a Facebook page and that's where Brian does most of his posting and that Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash we all have an X chromosome that is one word all smushed together. Mm -hmm. Because we like to smush words. 
Um, there's also allegedly a Twitter. A Twitter, and Bill mm-hmm. likes to tweet. That is X. That's X chromosome pod. Um, yeah, so I get pulled news from there, and I the subject of conversation that I'm going to be bringing up later is because the Twitter spear exploded about it, and I think it's going to be a good topic. But let's get some rage out first, because yeah. there's some fucked up shit that's been going on lately. It's, well, I mean, it's a day that ends in Y. Fucked up shit. I mean, breaking as of right now, there's a, an active shooter on the New University of North Carolina campus, Charlotte yep. campus. So the fuck is that bullshit? Um, Supposedly they have somebody in custody. They have not yet shown that it is a more than likely going to wind up being some white guy. Uh, guaranteed it's some white guy. Because that's who does mass shootings. Um, at the time, two dead as of us recording this. <clears throat> um, yeah, and we don't need gun legislation. Uh, we don't need to dis- dismantle the systems that cause people specifically i'm calling i i'm sorry bill but you are a white guy so i'm going to talk about straight white guys for a hot second Um, no problem i understand this is nothing against all of the wonderful straight white guys we know who are in fact fighting the good fight to make themselves well-adjusted human beings um this is the fuck sticks who ruin it for everyone else um those Adherence to the toxic tropes need to stop. We need to dismantle their ability to fuel themselves because we have to do something. It's not just gun le- um, firearms access legislation. We need that too. We have too many guns. This is this is a bit silly, um, but we also need to dismantle the systems that create people who lash out like this exactly and this includes things like working to better mental health legislation start going through and making things less toxic in regards to how men can and should behave themselves um multiple things can go through into the effect to try to get this crap situated and uh you okay it i was just gonna i was planning on coming in talking about some other crappy shit but while watching that part just to see what was going on and when I saw that on the news right before we recorded, I'm like, oh my fucking god. Um, on the other hand, in somewhat better news, uh, but unfortunately, but I'm at two. I'm at a loss about this also. Um, it was recently said that there was a a cop in Minnesota was recently um, 
found guilty of shooting somebody. Um, unfortunately, in this case, uh, granted it's justice for the woman that actually dialed 911 and who got shot about this. Um, I'm wondering if this was not a white woman that got shot, but a black woman. Would this have even been bothered about? Probably not. Nobody cares about shooting black women. Nobody cares about shooting black people at all. And And, that's really the frustrating part. And the cop is... um, At least he has dark skin color. I'm not going to say he's black because he could be Middle Eastern descent too. Um, But it's like, yeah, you finally get a... Oh, cop screwed up and shot somebody that they should have shot. Yay! But of course it's going to be no I'm sorry for your loss. It shouldn't have happened. She was doing her diligence because she heard an assault happening by her house. She called 911 and she got shot. It's sad. It's tragic. But Still, if it was, I think it was a black woman that it wasn't the same thing, the cop would have gotten away with it. Yeah, nobody would have. Uh... Yeah. Just anger. But this was the piece of shit I wanted to talk about, because he mm-hmm. is a piece of shit. I was trying to find ones that didn't have a paywall for what I look at later. Yay, links! Judge gives no jail time to former school bus driver... Oh, this motherfucker. ...who admits to sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. I... just... intolerable. This is why we don't fucking report things. What's the point? What is the point of going through all of the bullshit if they're just gonna get a smack on the knuckles very lightly and told, naughty boy, don't do that again? Why should we bother <coughs> re traumatizing our? Jefferson County Judge James McCluskey on Thursday sentenced Shane M. Pinch, 26, to 10 years probation. He will be registered as a level one sex offender. Under Under the designation indicating low risk of committing the crime again, his full address will not be available in online database according to New York State. Division on crime and oh fuck this! He raped a girl on the bus. A child in his care. Uh, although the district attorney's office requested he be registered at a higher level, the Times reported McCluskey said his decision was more appropriate because Pinchy was has no prior arrests and sexually assaulted crime and sexually assaulted only one victim. One is too many. One is too yes, one is always too many. 
So yeah, that's... I don't even know how to be angry about it. There's so much going on. He should have been locked up, thrown away the key, and yes. not be let out into society again. No, if he can, if he can do this, the, he's done other things. We just caught him now, and if he's let let go with a slap on the wrist, he will escalate. The next time, it'll be a dead girl. Guarantee fucking to it. I know this song and dance. I'm a murderer now. Oh no, I can't get caught this time. Let me just kill who I'm going through and raping. Yeah, let's add murder to the list of horrible things I'm going to do at this moment. Oh, but his life shouldn't be ruined for the mistake. It's not a mistake. It's never a mistake. <sighs> but <clears throat> the the dead air that's going to have to get edited out edited out from this is just we're so angry we don't know what to say. We're just sitting here fuming mutely at one another because there's there's nothing to say there aren't words i don't know the language in which the words exist to express how deeply wrong it is that this sort of thing happens and we're talking about it because we're talking about it because it has to be talked about until we can as a society fix this shit and one of the things that need to be fixed are judges that have the ability to put these bullshit bullshit sentences together when you're not helping the victim at all or future victims so that was like the primary bit of bullshit of the week. That's what we should call this. We should honestly, we should get together right before then, put the links that we're gonna fire up, and dial one of them as bullshit of the week because this is the bullshit of the week. <clears throat> the bullshit of forever. This is just the latest serving of this bullshit. It's just... Just to get a palate cleanser before we go on to a topic I'm going to bring up. I heard... I read that you are... You've been catching up on American Gods. Oh, yay! (laughs) I can talk about angry things. Yes. Um, me and, and American Gods. I'm a big fan of the book. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm not necessarily a big fan of some of the commentators on it. I haven't read the reviews, but I've read, you know, this is what they decided to 
title their episode review. Okay. Uh, one of them was uh, American Gods has a hanging problem. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> Learn some mythology. Which is frustrating. Um, yes. Spoilers. Shadow goes through some shit. Um, in season one. Which okay. is not good. Um, I know that they they went sort of like more in depth on Shadow's backstory in season one to explain things that they kind of gloss over in the book itself. Um, Well, it's also very different from the book. Um, The technical boy tries to get rid of Shadow. um, Oh. By by hanging him. I mean, they, they basically lynch him. Spoilers! This is a thing that happens. The show's a couple years old now. Suck it up. Um, I can't talk about these things and be delicate. Uh, So here's your spoiler for season two. There's an episode in Cairo, Illinois that deals with the wrongful conviction and execution of a black man a couple centuries ago. And whereas this is a problematic episode for a lot of people, um, and Orlando Jones is a Nancy, uh, Mr. Nancy, or as you come to figure out fairly quickly, he's a Nancy. And this is an African god. Um, his introduction scene in season one is aboard a slave ship. Uh, because somebody desperately prays to him for help. And he explains the black American experience. And it's heartbreaking. And makes made people uncomfortable. And it should. This was not that long ago. Civil rights movement was also not that long ago. Those people are still alive. Now, let me ask a question, because mm-hmm. as someone that just just about a month or so ago went through and listened through it for the first time, um, did and I also haven't read or listened to Nancy Boys yet either, um, mm-hmm. did they, would you say that they might have combined more of the, um, the coming to America parts of the book? With yeah, that or um, more pulled from the other book. Um, the coming to America stories are very well handled. Um, they're interwoven in a way that's not very jarring. Sometimes they'll talk about it. Sometimes um, that'll be coming to America. Sometimes you know, sometimes that's what it'll be flagged or somewhere in America, and then it's a different time period, and you don't know what the fuck's going on until you notice characters, and you're like, oh, is that is that what's going on? Like they do one for Odin, they um, uh, Anansi tells Bilquis's story in season one, and his story is her um, how she becomes a, a manifest in America, and it's the heartbreaking. 
all of it's terrible. Um, pretty much two-thirds of the African gods in the series are in a shitty position, and this makes perfect sense. And the third one is a god of death. And storytelling and knowledge so he's kind of playing playing the long con because he's not a not a god of war and not really a, a forward-facing sort of god as he's presented in the book and in the series um that would be mr ibis who is toth um the Egyptian god of lots of shit, including the moon. But back to Cairo. Um, what I posted on Facebook about Orlando jo Jones as uh, Mr. Nancy just going off again. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful moment. And through that moment, as he's talking about the diaspora experience and what it is like to be black in America, he loses his American accent. And it's just, as he's going, you get this less character and more the core of the god. And it's really powerful, and um, I'll have to look at the name of it. It's season two, episode six, I think, five. It's not far, so I will just look it up. Excuse me while I scroll. Oh, it was in a message to somebody. Not, I didn't tag the official... Post. <laughs> oh, that's about murder. Season two, episode four talks about money and it's episodes I think four and five somewhere in there of this season is where we we spend a lot of time in Cairo which is a poor um, little town um, on the river the Mississippi and it's poor it's mostly black it, it has poor black town poor poor black people problems um, and it's haunted by the ghost of the man who was wrongfully um, convicted of killing a white woman. He breathed near her, so they assumed he did it. And they murdered him. With no trial. Because that's what you did. Shortly after the Civil War. Because you were assholes and racist. Um, not that much has changed. But just him haunting the town and basically causing the death of young black men 
being connected on a supernatural level with the deaths of young black men in Cairo um, is a very that's they missed the point of the episode being about generational and systemic trauma. Well, systemic oppression and generational trauma getting handed down. And what happened 400 years ago, or whatever. Um, couple hundred years ago, a hundred years ago. It doesn't end. It's not over. <laughs> yes, it was a hundred years ago. But those wounds are still it, it, genetically deep. And the systems that caused those hurts still exist. And if we don't address it, it's never going to heal. And people are going to continue to die. This loops back to the we need to do something about angry white men and the fact that they like to kill people um, as a first option when they're hurt. Um, that's another injury that has been done that we need to acknowledge and address. I've had conversations with friends about, but I didn't, it, it, it's a, it's a logical disconnect. I don't have a connection to this because that was a long time ago. But just because it was a long time ago and it wasn't you personally, that doesn't mean you can't do something to stop the cycles because those still exist. It's also connected um, the the idea of transmitted trauma and inherited trauma is a real genetic thing they're discovering. It's why people are afraid of spiders for no reason or snakes without having any reason to be. It's also, I had this illustrated by a vendor this weekend at Asheville. Um, a, she was in our silent auction tent and a little kid and their adult were talking. Um, and the kid asks their grown up, what's a Grendel? Because it's Vikings, of course. You got to there's got to be Beowulf-related stuff around somewhere. Um, and all of the adults on the, my side of the tent looked at each other and go, "You know, they never actually describe Grendel, but we all are thinking the same thing." Um, and the vendor used to teach, and in her class, she had she had them all sit, and they were going to draw whatever came into their mind when she said a particular word. And then they were all going to look at it. And the word she said was monster. And regardless of background, everybody drew roughly the same thing. It was pointy teeth and big claws and kind of furry and, you know, a monster. We have this a collective subconscious knowledge of something that we've never experienced. Nobody has had to come you know, no little grade school kid has had to come face to face with something with teeth and claws that's going to kill it. You think, you would assume that this is a not 
conscious um, event that's occurred. You know, this isn't a, a real thing. Everybody knows. But everybody knows. Monsters have teeth and claws. Um, that's that genetic. Once upon a time, that's what we had to be afraid of. Is the things with teeth and claws because they were going to kill us and we needed to run away from them or fight them. And the successful pre-modern humans passed on that bone-deep knowledge that that was a frightening thing and you should be afraid of it all the way to us. If we can remember furry death machines and giant murder kitties destroying our loved ones all the way from back there, the civil rights movement, like we said, it's, what, not that long, 50 years? Less? Maybe a little more? That's really fresh. To think that somehow magically it's gone and there's nothing to heal is laughable. This was not so much a palate cleanser, was it? Oops. It was less of a palate cleanser and more of actually getting us not to sit here and just sit here quietly in silent rage, so to speak. At least it's something that brings forth conversation. Like, for example, based on this discussion, if I had to draw a monster, I would be drawing Slim Goodbody. Because That's... I nothing scare nothing scares me more than two things. One stairs, two slim good body. I don't remember slim good body. That's not summoning up anything that's traumatizing to me. <clears throat> slim good body used to give me nightmares as a kid. Um it was He was a guy that did educational stuff, like on TBS or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But he basically um, wore a bodysuit of all your internal organs, your muscles, and things like oh, that. Oh, that. Yeah, that never bothered me. He used to haunt me in my dreams, and every once in a while, I will still have a slim good body nightmare. I was traumatized as a small child okay i'm gonna date myself and otherwise set myself in time and space oh yeah him he didn't bother me at all weak but but uh, in my in my dreams what he tended to have was also like kiss makeup on top of it so i mean that like, makes it even better <laughs> it, kiss makeup. It, it was like a goth slim good body that haunted my dreams and chased me and I don't remember what happened. Also, what but, the yeah. fuck were you on as a child? There we go. We're saying fuck. We must be okay now. Um, what traumatized me as a child, and I'm going to set myself in space and time pretty firmly, especially if you know Central Ohio, there was a department store downtown 
and um, called Lazarus. Lazarus got bought by Macy's and no longer exists. Uh, the building no longer exists except for maybe the first two floors. They flattened that fucker. So that's very sad. But at Christmas, they had a little kid's Christmas village sort of thing where you could go and find, you know, presents and, and basically a little shopping area so you could be grown up. It had a talking Christmas tree puppet animatronic thing with a person running the controls and his name was Mr. Tree and I was about six and he scared the ever-loving bejesus out of me scared me to death to the point where decades later grown-up Noel is watching Lord of the Rings the two towers and has to brace herself because she knows what's coming and she doesn't want to scream like a little girl in the middle of the movie theater. You know, because it, Marian, it's a funny coincidence. Um, you're talking about how Mr. Tree um, is uh, went through and traumatized you as a child. Um, my other podcast co-host is lately talking about how trees are constantly killing her because of pollen. And we're getting ready to do the Whomping Willow on top of everything. So every, it's all about trees. <laughs> and for... I'm going to post a picture from what I... from my internet search for Mr. Tree. Um, so I'll just let you know just so it doesn't surprise you when okay. I pop it up. Oh, you went and found... I mean, yeah. That's an earlier one. It got better. And by better, I mean more Worse. <laughs> for me. Um, to the point where Treebird, Treebeard is, was, is, and will ever remain slightly uncomfortable. Which is upsetting, because I really like those books. Um, I appreciate that you looked up Lazarus. Um, it's up there with Dillard's. It's a great Midwestern department stores that are no more. And we also had Schottensteins, but I don't think we ever went to Schottensteins when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, uh, there was also, and, and this is this is really going to date me, um, on Sesame Street, there was an opera singing orange. I think it was opera, but it was a singing orange that sailed around a kitchen. And there were daisies. It was kind of so you needed to be high to appreciate it. But no five-year-old should be on the amount of drugs that re that were required for this segment. Um, now I have to find it. But it, for years, there would just be this random in my dreams singing orange with daisies for eyes that just freaked the fuck out of me. And sometimes it would haunt me like it would intrude itself into my thoughts and as not being a visual thinker, it's really alarming when you can picture something and that something is disturbing. <laughs> uh -oh. oh my god, it's the first search. Oh, here it is. It sings um, opera from Carmen. 
and it's got to be one of the most terrifying things I have ever watched. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to watch it again, because I hate myself. Why do we watch things that make us, that, hate, that cause us to say, I hate yourself? I, I do it too, but, um... Ugh, I forgot how horrifying the little button eyes were. Because thinking about, like, watching things that you know that you shouldn't watch because it either freaks you out or it makes you, it purposely makes you go into, like, bad places. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, stop, but you can't. It's why we need better mental health in this country. Yes. Well, well, it's one of the many reasons better healthcare in this country. But yeah, it was those Gerber Daisy eyelashes. <laughs> and uh it's it's unsettling as an adult. And they showed this to 5-year-olds. Everybody knows that Jim Henson was probably a little bit high when he created Sesame Street. And um, one normally, other... <laughs> Sesame Street didn't cause tra- trauma, but here we are with the Orange singing opera. And... You had to be on the good weed to appreciate it. I was six! I didn't know weed was a thing! <laughs> It made me slightly nervous in the kitchen. It's not <laughs> ideal. But did it make cutting your oranges more pleasurable? No. <laughs> Alright, so... Topic. Because this has recently blown up on Twitter because this last weekend was basically all the things nerd. Um, ah, yes. Oh, are, are we going to talk about Arya? Yes, we are. Ah! Um, um, Don't even watch the show! Okay, so I'm going to talk about my history with Game of Thrones first, alright? Okay, good, because um, you have some. I have a tiny bit of history. Um, one, I know basically everything that's gone on with the Game of Thrones show, because all my friends are nerds, and they know that they could come to me to talk about spoiler shit, because they're excited, but they don't want to ruin it for other people. So I am the sacrificial lamb in that case. Um, my friend John, because I was reading The Wheel of Time at the time, he was like, well, if you like The Wheel of Time, you'll like this. And he hands me the first book of Game of Thrones. So I'm reading the first book. I'm really enjoying this Arya kid, because she seems like a badass, even as a little kid. Um, She's so a I'm like, okay. Goat. As long as I'm, as long as she's around, I'm I'm good or whatnot. And the second character I like is Ned Stark. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, so... I don't even watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I know that if you're a character and you get played by Sean Bain, you're probably gonna die because um, that's what he does. That's why I want him to p- play Tom Althor in the Wheel of Time series because. Um, I'm not going to go into the spoilers thing, but basically he survives the series. However, 
most people that watch it will say, of course, it's, a Sean, it's Sean Benton. He's going to die at the beginning. Um, but no. But, That's just how he do. But this was before the Game of Thrones was even on TV. Um, I enjoyed Ned Stark, but then he kills him at the end of the book. So I take the book and I throw it across the room. I'm like, fuck you, George R. R. Martin. Next book, you're probably going to wind up killing Arya, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to be allow you to do that to me. <laughs> um, so you stopped reading, which so is I stopped legit. Reading. I did that with a series too. I was very unhappy with the way the author dealt with the death of a character, and I said, "Fuck you, damn Dan Abnett. I'm never reading another right. I don't care which series it is. I won't read it. I don't trust you anymore." So. That's my experience with Game of Thrones in regards to that. I am the guy that everybody goes to because they want to nerd out on it, and I am I read the first book. Now, Twitter in the past 24 hours has recently exploded because of various articles that have been popped up saying, is Arya Stark a Mary Sue? Um, now... I'm going to try to find the tweet I found, which basically I feel sums things up, but I want to get your opinion on it, and I think I have an idea what your opinion is going to be on, but I think you will be able to add to this um, if things actually work. This tweet was that uh, that gift that I sent earlier. Um, someone tagged that to the tweet I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, that made me that, but though the made me happy with the <laughs> Carol Danvers looking Jude Law and the did, I don't remember his character's name, but it's Jude Law because that's all his characters are. It's, it's Jude verse. Law. Ver, no, not Carol. Carol was verse. It's over the the fucking Jude Law is today, um, and she just blasts him into a cliff. Yeah, someone someone created a thing from that that has Jude Law getting ready to the fighter stance set goes debate me and then boom, <laughs> boom, and that was the part of the movie that just brought me endless delight and. My, you know, part of my one feeling was her setting stuff on fire. All right, so I can't find the tweet, and I'm gonna. I had, I thought I had bookmarked it just so I could come back to it, but then I started looking up uh, Lazarus, and I lost it. Um, But. Basically, the thought pattern is that if you go through and label something, um, reminder that anytime online fan dudes criticize a strong female character with terms like Mary Sue and character development and storytelling, they are just mad that a woman got to be a hero and are using a facade of valid intellectual critique to mask Ross misogyny. I mean, that's legit. Um... I made a, I've been making sarcastic posts about 
Um, this whole she's uh, she's Mary Sue. She's Mary Sue because she's not in the kitchen. She's not behaving in a traditional fantasy female way. She's out there fucking shit up, being the goat, and not today. It's the same problem Ray had. It's the same problem Carol Danvers had. They're not acting like women. They're acting like heroes. And that upsets some boys who can't handle that. Ladies, are you a Mary Sue? Make sure before having a narrative, ask yourself three questions. One, am I a woman? Two, is there anything I am good at? Three, is there also a man who isn't as good as me, but tries hard? If you answered yes to all three, I have some bad news. You're going to be called a Mary Sue. <laughs> that I'm going to give credit where credit's due. That is from at Sandalwood Emily on Twitter. Because hey, that, 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 is more, that is more clever than anything I could come up with. And I'm, I'm pasting it here so I can link that to the pod notes. <laughs> I just let yeah, that's so angry. And I just let the author know that that is being re-done on our podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, but Which is good, because we need that. We need to support people oh, I found, who tweet truthful I, things. I found, the ex- I, because I was able to link through and find my way, um, the actual thing that I was going to say was... Um, at Sarah Howell, uh, I'm sorry, at Sarah Hollowell, um, the concept of a Mary Sue is super fake and designed to criticize female characters for being like literally any male hero. And no, you may not at me to fight about this. And of course, what happens? She gets at, they at her. The fucking weak children just at the fuck out of us and it's her, her everybody character in concept character in content uh character in context isn't a mary sue if that's what you're getting at but the concept of a mary sue is a perfect character there is a gary stew equivalent for males nothing to do with female male just dick, just because dick isn't coming your way doesn't mean to answer is man hate uh uh, was that even English? That was English. I mean, whatever you tried to... I, I understand that you were trying to do a whiny child voice, but it didn't help that <laughs> whatever you were reading was clearly rage-typed by face-rolling a keyboard. Uh, and I'm going to <sighs> post that for context, too, because... She's right, and he's an asshole. That's the story of of, of history right there. I, yes. You may not at me to fight about this. And the ats pour in. Um, 
the only response to fucking Weiner McShithead, the asshole who's wrong, is everybody knows what TV tropes is, Sunshine. I can look things up. <laughs> In fact, I will look up TV tropes. One of the things that have been brought up with this whole entire thing is, again, Ray is a Mary Sue, and everybody blatantly points out, so is Luke, if that's the case. Luke is... Well, they're both on the heroes, on Jung's hero's journey, so, yeah, they're archetypes, and they're the same archetype. It's just, one is girl-shaped. Deal with it. <laughs> Here it is. <clears throat> Mary Sue is a derogatory term primarily used in fanfic circles to describe a particular type of character. This much everyone can agree on. What that character type is exactly differs widely from circle to circle and often from person to person. It comes from that this is this is how old this bullshit is. Star Trek fanfic. Fanfic. A Trekkie's tale, originally written, written as a parody of the standard self-insert fic of the time, the name was quickly adopted by the Star Trek fanfiction community. Its original meaning mostly held that it was an always female author avatar, regardless of character role or perceived quality. So, basically... It's older... It, as Go this ahead. es it goes on to say, as this essay reveals, this essay is a hyperlink. Uh, suspiciously Mary Sue-like characters were noted in subscriber-submitted articles for 19th century children's magazines, making this trope older than you think. The prototypical Mary Sue is an original female character in a fanfic who obviously serves as an idealized version of the author, mainly for the purpose of, of wish fulfillment. She's exotically beautiful often having an unusual hair or eye color, and has a similarly cool and exotic name. She's exceptionally talented in, in an implausibly wide variety of areas, and may possess skills that are rare or non-existent in the canon setting. She also lacks any real, realistic or at least story-relevant character flaws, either that or her, quote, flaws are obviously meant to be endearing. It goes on from there. Over time, a male variant started to see use Marty Stew or Gary Stew. For those that prefer rhyme to alliteration, weren't really that much different. Uh, yeah, um, if we're gonna point fingers, Luke is a Luke is a Gary Stew in the worst way. Um, but we'll be sharing this. Um, they, these, there's a bunch of articles about the takes on Mary Sue's that focus on certain group, groupings of tra common traits which is its whole separate article <clears throat> alright more credit where credit's due Batman is a Mary Sue with a dash of trauma Superman is a Mary Sue Walker, Texas Ranger, is the biggest Mary Sue of all time. Oh my fucking Christ, yes. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. 
Um, we didn't need to go into the Batman and Superman. Walker, Texas Ranger is the biggest self-insertion fanfic ever to be put on television. Without the name of, you know, the actor slash comedian in the fucking title. It's embarrassing. Sometimes Twitter has gold, and this case is a gold yeah. mine. <laughs> but I've, yeah, I've seen a, but I've seen a lot of guys being like, "No, she's fucking badass," and I'm like, "Yes, Arya Stark is badass." Thank you for coming to our TED talk. I mean, what she's a fully realized, she's a fully realized three dimensional character <clears throat> with now non endearing flaws. Like, this is one of the things. This is one of the things I liked about her story arc in the first book, basically. All right. She doesn't like her sister, how, how her sister's basically all hoity-toity and all that shit. She wants to do something else. That's something about her. Um, John gives her her first sword, Needle. And when she goes to her father, Ned... Instead of going off and saying, no, you must do this, he's like, all right, I'm going to go off and get you lessons with a swordsman, just so you could do your own thing. And it's like, it's like, all right, my girl doesn't want to do this. Let her do her own thing. I think that's why I was endeared to Ned to begin with. It's like, all right, you want to you want to use swords? I'm going to set you up so you'd use swords. That's your business. And then they kill him in the first book. Of course. Because he was a good non-toxic dad. Yeah. I I mean, I'm probably stretching things. Game of Thrones. And nobody is, nobody avoids being problematic and upsetting. (laughs) But yes, Arya is a strong, independent woman who literally needs no man. Um, if she wants a man, that's completely up to her. Uh, same thing with basically any other strong female character out there. Um, so anybody that wants to debate this, feel free to at us because we're not going to take your shit. I mean, go ahead and at us and we'll just ignore it. Yeah, well, we're, we'll just take your shit and put it in the recycling, in the compost bin. Uh, hopefully something good will grow from it. <laughs> uh, no, what we will do is we will put your shit in a bag and then find your house, light your bag of shit on fire, and ring your doorbell and run away. Because <laughs> that's all you're good for. Flaming turds on you. Uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. That was my subject of the day. Uh, Finding even more shit. Everything is awful. I mean, the, wor- the, the best worst thing about this podcast is I keep I keep liking pages that have to do with subjects that cover. And the more of those pages I like and follow, the more things I have to be angry about. From um, 
Scottsboro, Alabama. The woman faces life sentence for killing the man who allegedly raped her. Page. She killed a man. She said brutally raped her. She was charged with murder and now faces life in prison, as well as challenges getting adequate treatment at a state psychiatric hospital. That's worse than the Sonic the Hedgehog live-action trailer. In the grand scheme of things that are shitty, Sonic the Hedgehog live-action is a tiny poop. The tiniest, it, it's like a mouse fart. Shooting it. <clears throat> I'm not going to read the article because it's extremely upsetting. And then you have things like this. Did you hear about Chase Banks Motivational Monday? Oh, fuck Chase Banks, too! <laughs> Uh, don't live. What? That doesn't help. Um, yeah, uh, Chase has deleted this, deleted the tweet, but people were smart enough to, uh, use their snip tool and keep the tweet so it'll live in infinite. infinite. Yeah, it will live forever. You, why is my bank balance so low? Bank account, make coffee at home. Eat the food that's already in the fridge. You don't need a cab, it's only three blocks. I guess we'll never know. Bank account, seriously? And people have ripped into this. As uh, they should. Um, including Elizabeth Warren, uh... AOC, uh, basically anybody that has, anybody that, everybody that could, would, did, and should. Um, mostly pointing out, well, maybe if the government didn't give you billions of dollars in a bailout, only to give your CEO a 300, uh, a $30 million bonus, uh, Maybe if you, maybe if, like, I don't know, um, wages actually went up with the economy so people could save money. Um, basically pointing out the <clears throat> stuff that is logical that they're being tone deaf to. Um, they did a follow-up tweet after that saying, well, based on this feedback, we've decided that our Monday motivation is to have better Monday motivations. Um, how about you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Um, AOC, because... There's nothing to make it better. Yeah. nothing to make it better. AOC just went through and had a response with this. Um, you, why is my bank balance so low? Economist, because working Americans haven't gotten a raise in 30 years despite unprecedented growth and living costs have exploded. Chase. Maybe if you skipped Dunkin's on April 22nd, you'd be able to afford your RX, your prescription medication. That's how this works, right? No. I'm making horrible noises. Horrible gargling noises. People shouldn't have to rely on GoFundMes 
on the kindness of strangers to or kindness of friends to survive and going off and mocking people isn't going to help you or the people that you're trying to drum up business with um Noel and I had a mutual, has a mutual friend that went and put a GoFundMe together because they're having some hard time. Um, if things were better overall, and I don't know, the price, the, the pay went with the way that the economy goes when it was going up in the past few years, we wouldn't be having these issues. Um, I was recently given $100 from of our, our first guest, Renee, um, because I made a comment that even though I, I've i done this because I did this as a kid, I mentioned that I'd be living off a of 99-cent bread for about two weeks. And she's like, no, you need to you need food. Here, here, take money. And I'm like, I'm, I was like crying at my desk. And I basically, I basically lied at work saying that I, uh, just saw a video that was so uh, so wholesome that I cried. Um, but Bill cries. And, Bill cries. That's what Bill does. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's 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 Bill." <laughs> um, but it's we wouldn't be put in these situations, and we don't need this type of mockingness about this. Um, uh, and part of the the problem of our mutual friend, if we had universal health care, they wouldn't be fucked in the first place. I mean, living wages, universal health care, both of those things, GoFundMe goes out of business. Because those are like 90% of the things on GoFundMe are I don't make enough money and I need food. Or I don't make enough money and if I don't handle my meds, I will die. I, As I've been looking through Twitter, a lot of the Twitter that comes through, basically when I'm following things for allyship, uh, for racism, things of that nature, almost, I would say a at least a third of the tweets that come through are GoFundMe's for people that have come out as trans, that have been disowned by their families, that have lost their jobs, but they can't prove it for coming out as trans. Um, the bigotry and the hate and the fact that things aren't things aren't good. And they can't, they could be if people weren't worried about hoarding, I would say hoarding money like dragons, but that'd be an insult to dragons. Now, there's a theory that dragons shit gold. They're, they oats cows and have layers of gold. Well, CEOs need to learn how to shit their own gold then. Uh, yes, but hoarding resources is extremely infuriating to me. Um, 
I, I don't understand how you exist. And maybe this is just my weird ADHD shit, but I don't understand how you exist in a world um, you can be that selfish. I am generally anti-humanity. Terrible. I dislike them. As we last week, I'm not a nice person. Um, but I want even the shitty people to have access to quality healthcare and libraries and good schools because maybe they'll stop being shitty. If we give them access to quality resources and you know food. I don't like crime, but if we abolish poverty. Maybe the crime rate will go down. Maybe. It's the only thing we haven't tried. Yeah, we're back to seething in silence. <clears throat> <sighs> which is no which is no good. No good. Oh. Happy news. There is a retirement home in Missouri for elderly homeless dogs. That's the one in my book. So, no, humanity is not all shitty. So, <laughs> sometimes we murder people, and then there's this. Like, and another thing that terrifies me. Um, I learned. On Monday, I am a true crime junkie. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I mentioned my true crime junkiness. Pretty much every chance I get, I'm a murderino. I see you out there, those who listen who are also murderinos. I love you. You guys sort of helped encourage me to do this. Especially my Columbus group. I love you guys. Uh, but... Um, as part of the new network that um, the My Favorite Murder podcast has spawned into, is the, uh, the it's called the Murder Squad, and it's Paul Hulls and Billy Jensen um, of Golden uh, State Killer and I'll Be Gone in the Dark fame. Uh, yeah, Paul Hulls is a retired crime scene investigator. Billy Jensen is an investigative. Order. But every week they do a new episode about things that need citizen citizen uh, sleuth help. Now, I'm going to pause for a second and point out that the cops are so either underfunded, incompetent, or disinterested in doing the fucking jobs we pay them for. I get if they're overwhelmed because there aren't enough cops and there isn't enough money. That's fine. But cops in general are a, a different rant. That we have, but we're turning to the public to get some traction on these cases. This week's episode was about um, what appears to be, once you 
uh, pull the focus back from uh, a couple of unsolved murders in Ohio, just outside of Columbus. Pan back. There seems to be a pattern of murders, and Ohio is taking over the the West Coast. the The, the West Coast of the seventies serial cave, the serial killer haven. They were all from out there. They're moving into the uh, opioid crisis hit Midwest, and Ohio's hit the hardest. So there are jobs that I can't do because our, to try and make ends meet because society is so fucked up. And just the, syst- the interlocking systems of keeping the poor poor and keeping the marginalized mar- marginalized mean that you know, people are trapped. The these serial killers are preying on uh, people who will be considered less dead by the media and by cops, and by and the term "less dead" means they weren't as see, seen as much as people, sex workers, uh, runaways, homeless, addicts, you know, the usual suspects in quotes, of people the cops aren't going to care about. Because, you know, serial killers killed homecoming queens, cheerleaders, prom queens. They'd get caught. You kill some addicts, just some addicts that the pharmaceutical companies have created in their greed. Nobody cares. So just you know, we can't. No, nowhere is safe, and there's no way out because we don't have health care. Because we have to resort to GoFundMe for things like health care, and we have to create fun. We have to create foundations like End the Backlog, so that we can get fucking justice around here. And that's heartbreaking and infuriating. We have to have a GoFundMe for law enforcement just so we can get rape rape kits tested. And we could go, we could do a huge series of shows on nothing but... how the system is set up to fuck over anybody who doesn't toe the line or fit the mold. And how it, you know, it snowballs from there. Well, we're going to have to go through and do a backlog of shows during a fair season, so maybe we should organize that. Yeah, we're going to have to organize that, where we go into, you know, the... The differences in experience, um, my Columbus Murderinos had a list of shit that they're like, we need to talk about this. And it was all about how 
women are dismissed. I shared a an article to the Facebook page about how women are being harassed for calling 911 on their domestic abusers somewhere. Stupid. And why the fuck? Why? Women are getting evicted from homes because yeah. they call 911 because they're exes are attacking them even if they move they're hunt they move they get hunt hunted down just so they can get like three strikes in an area and get evicted they're getting punished for somebody else's shitty behavior how is that even fair so now the woman's homeless and an even easier target good job It's infuriating. Another thing that's infuriating and slightly off topic, but it still involves murder. Um, so me and Noel are football fans. Um, Noel is more college. I'm more pro. Um, she's she's Ohio State. I'm New York Giants. Um, her quarterback, Haskins, is going to be wrecking havoc on my Giants for the next couple of years. He's going um, to be destroying everybody. Um, it's not just your Giants. Um, as long as he double destroys the Cowboys, I don't care. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, so, the NFL, of course, to many young men, is a place where you finally can get that big payday. Um... New York Giants drafted um, Corey Ballantine from a Division II school, Washburn University, um, to be to play cornerback. Sixth round, highest draft pick ever in school history. Um, it was you think it's a good day that you just got drafted by in the NFL, so you have you now have a chance to actually show your abilities at better at a better level. So him and his roommate, who is also a part of the Washburn football team, go to a party hosted by the Washburn female soccer, women's soccer team. They leave the party, go back to go back to their apartment, because it's in walk, walking distance of the party. A car pulls up, asks them if they have any smoke. Oh my god, this is just they they said blowing. no. The car leaves, comes back, and opens fire on them. Because they... Is this a case of being killed because they were black in public? Pretty much. Um, they, How dare people be black in public? Um, he got shot in the glute. Um, he's going mm. to make a full recovery physically. Um, no, but he's fucked for the rest of his life. And he was the one that calls mm. his roommate's father to tell him what happened. So he's in the hospital right at this time. And he shot in the ass, basically. Um, <coughs> and still has the <coughs> still has the will to say, someone needs to call my friend's father to let them know that what's going he, on his son is dead and <coughs> he, 
wasn't even the cops, it wasn't the hospital, it was him. And the, his, the guy's father got, got the phone call, saw it was Corey Ballantine, thought it was like just a, a celebratory thing, like, hey, I'm drafted, your son told me to call, blah, blah. Um, but And he was getting ready to have this nice little chat. It's like, no, sir, I'm calling because um, me and your son were out, we were walking home, and someone shot us, your son died in the street. They, your son was gunned down because he didn't have any cigarettes. That's appalling. This... <sighs> All I can do is make disgusted gargling noises into the camera, because, again, there is no English to express the emotions I'm having. <sighs> A, a police report obtained by New Jersey Advanced Media lists the offenses committed by the unknown perpetrators as murder in the first degree, aggravated battery with a firearm, and criminal damage to property. Gang involvement is not suspected, according to police report. Uh, but they're, they're not going to get the... If they get the this guy, it's going to be luck because there were no, no witnesses no one they i don't think that you nobody have... saw anything anyway they yeah. wouldn't see anything even if they did see things so frustrating 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 hi i'm georgia i make up words i lied um <clears throat> Frustrating. Ugh. Just, why? Why is that an appropriate answer to no, I don't have any cigarettes? <sighs> it's clearly the do you have any cigarettes or do you have any smokes was a setup. Would they have been? And then this poor kid who has, you know, literally everything. He's a Division Two kid, Division Two school. Um, those are not normally drafted. Drafted. You the, the, in any round. Um, they might be signed after the draft is over as like unrestricted free agents. You no, know, as to... undrafted agents. Yeah. They might get signed as that, but he, you know, got his name called on the stage, and he got, he was good enough that they brought him to the Senior Bowl to play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> he's kind of a big deal. He's, uh, he's never going to play. But Washburn, his coach, um says he'll move on and maybe play as an inspiration to Dwayne and everything they've been through because they were really close and they really helped each other out. If he doesn't get therapy, which, you know, is going to be frowned upon because that's how our society is, he's not going to play long. He's not going to have a a major career. Um, He's going to snap under the, the survivor guilt. 
and it's going to destroy him. And that's heartbreaking. I hope that if he decides that he doesn't play long, he does use this as a platform so other people like Dwayne don't get basically killed in cold blood for no good reason. Um, that's my hope because, but yeah, if that happened to me, I don't know what I do. Yeah, I just. And he's going to possibly be, unless the Giants, which I think the Giants may try to do, um, supposedly Valentine is going to be at the rookie mini camp um, this weekend. Um, they don't know if he's going to be able to participate um, because of his, because of getting shot. Um, but I wonder if they're going to let him be in front of any reporters. Um, because not only is it just reporters, it's the New York news media. Ugh. Um, so, not only is he drafted, he gets drafted to a team that could possibly be one of the most brutal news markets in the country. Shortly yeah. before, the shortly happening right before the rookie minicamp. So, a part of me is thinking that they aren't going to go through and allow him to speak with the media, just because of the sensitivity of the of it. We can I, hope that the team will protect him. Um. So I'm going to hope that that happens. Um, and I will say that, though, as much as people have complained about him, me being one of them, um, the Giants' first round, the very first pick, Daniel Jones, um, the quarterback from Duke, in one of his first media interviews, he was asked about this, and the first thing he said is that, I actually went through and I called Corey just to see and check up on him because... We're teammates now. Hey, and... dude, that fucking sucks. <laughs> At least he's a good dude and he called his teammate. Yeah. And was like, everything is horrible. Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's... So, the the guy... See, that's the thing. Ballantine was probably going to play... Probably and may play this season. The guy that called him may not play at all this season. He may be riding the bench the whole entire year. <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, Ohio State had a, a walk-on player that he didn't hit the field. Um, his name was Costa Carajorge. Everybody loved him he, because he was energy. He wasn't out there. He, he was, you know... He was on the scout team, pretty much, and he rode the pine on Saturdays, but he was an integral part of the team. This guy who made the call sounds like that kind of guy, the kind of guy you need in the locker room 
to make to help make things gel and do the do the hard emotional labor of being a team leader because not all not all team captains are leaders you know isn't tom brady always the team captain i hear about brady too much i live in boston (laughs) yeah but fuck tom brady he's actually not a decent human being Oh, I just want to make this abundantly clear to people that have brought this up to me. Um, I live in Boston. I'm not a Bruins fan. Ah, jackets! <laughs> so there is no uh, fight between me and Noel about the Columbus Blue Jackets versus Boston Bruins. In fact, if the Blue Jackets win, I may send her a vial of Bruins fan tears. Please send me some delicious Bruins fan tears. I would like some. So also, if there are already Bruins fans that listen to this podcast, what the fuck is up with your shitty ice? (laughs) Fucking take care of your rank. God. So saying that because now it's two teams have complained about shitty playoff ice. So go on. I was gonna say I'd rather end on the shitty Bruins ice than Ultra Rage. So to follow (laughs) things up, uh, all of our social media is on our webpage, xchromosomepodcast.com. Also, there are links to our Patreon. Um, and to PayPal to help us make the podcast better, not only with a- accessing other types of media that are buying paywalls, helps us with better technology. Um, honestly, I want to be able to get my good computer fixed so it doesn't take me an hour to save uh, podcast editing, which would help me just get these edited better in general. <laughs> um, so. Our Patreon is at www.patreon.com forward slash X chromosome podcast. Everything that we record, even if it's on special features, gets put out there in advance. So you're not going to have to just sit behind a paywall to wait for the special features. But every dollar helps. Uh, We give shout outs to everybody that helps us out with us. Um, So... Also, again, like, subscribe, do whatever you can, especially with iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, where, wherever you get your podcasts. So help us yeah. out so we can give you a better product. Especially since when we're going to be going through during Ren Fair season, do a lot of these heavier one-topic episodes. Um, I need all the help I could get. And these will help us you do better quality for that. So yes, the the more <laughs> everybody broke. Um, <laughs> even if you send us like a dollar, we can take advantage of some subscription to like the New York Times or something. When they're like, do this for a dollar, or even just subscribing to my local newspaper online for cheap, so that I can not be limited to three articles a month. 
Washington Post. You have one article, and then everything else is behind a paywall. Fuck paywalls. Information should be free! Librarian in me. Oh, and I'm sneaking this under the wire. It's currently uh, 2-0 Jackets have the lead here in the capital city. I'm surprised I can't hear Nationwide Arena from here. Don't worry, when they lose, I will hear all the people around my area drunkenly yell about how everything is bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's not bullshit. Have you been to Nationwide Arena? <laughs> Loud as fuck there right now. So, with that, I we will uh, go off into the sunset and find more rage about. Next week, we're going to go for the Guinness Book of World Records for most F-bombs on a podcast as um, my friend Gretchen, otherwise known as Goth Barbie 3000, will be our guest. This uh, sounds like fun. Uh, um, do not make do not make next next episode a drinking game. You will die. Yeah, um, I will put the take a shot for every F word. Um, do not follow that because you'll die. Yeah, I don't want to be charged for manslaughter. For... <laughs> Reckless indifference to human life. <laughs> We're not going to so, do it. So we will awkwardly end Sign this off. because we don't have. We don't have an outro. Here. Yeah, but that's Bill. And that's Noel. And we all have an X chromosome. Bye, Craig. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Craig, get out. <laughs>